This is episode three, breaking bad habits. Welcome to the Incrementalist, a productivity podcast on making big changes in small steps. I'm your host, Diane Williams. In episode two, I talked about building good habits. Sometimes we also need to break bad ones. When I say good habit or bad habit, it's not a judgment. It depends on what you're trying to create. If your dream is to train for an Ironman or even run in a 5K or 10K, you need to make running a habit for sure. But if you hate to run, do something else. Maybe a good habit for you is taking long walks or nature hikes. The one thing to know is bad habits tend to serve you in the moment. The immediate outcome feels good, but over the long run, they can hurt you or they benefit you very little. Like good habits, bad habits also give you a dopamine hit. Dopamine is a neurotransmitter that is often called the feel-good hormone. Dopamine fires when you get the thing you crave and also when you anticipate getting that thing. A dopamine hit is not the same as true happiness, says Dr. Judd Brewer. He's the director of research and innovation at Brown University Mindfulness Center. He's also a psychiatrist and an expert in mindfulness training for treating addictions. In his book, The Craving Mind, he discusses how we all are prone to addiction. Drugs and alcohol have addictive qualities, but we can also be addicted to everyday things. Dr. Brewer defines addiction as continued use despite adverse consequences, An addiction could be continued use of anything. This includes everyday addictions to social media, shopping, toxic relationships, video gaming, and binge eating. We know the behavior is unhealthy for us, so why do we do it? This is tied to our biological wiring. When we think something is missing, we'll try to fix the gap. This is a natural human instinct. It's key to our survival. We eat when we're hungry, drink when we're thirsty, and protect ourselves when we're threatened. But modern day complicates things. It provides experiences that are addictive. We have not only natural foods, but also junk food, snacks, and baked goods. We have an unlimited number of online entertainment options like Netflix, Amazon, Prime, YouTube. We can quick fix our boredom, loneliness, and anxiety. If you want to buy something, you just go online and get it shipped to your home. You don't even have to get in your car and go to the store anymore. To break bad habits, we need to know how the brain works. There's the old reptilian primal part of the brain. It's in charge of the flight-fight-freeze mode for survival. It's set up to get hooked. The old brain is impulsive. It runs on a reward-based learning system, positive and negative reinforcement. You seek to do more of the things that feel good and less of the things that feel bad. When you're hungry, you eat food to feel better. If you like the taste, you'll remember where you found it. With context-dependent memory, we learn to repeat the process next time. Trigger, behavior, reward, repeat. You remember experiences as they were when you were in the same context before. The new brain is the rational, logical decision maker. It gives you self-control and willpower. But it has limits. The prefrontal cortex goes offline when we're stressed, hungry, and tired. The new brain is creative in finding solutions. 
It will realize the same food can help you feel better, not just when you're hungry, but also when you're sad, bored, or mad. Now you have a new trigger, behavior, and reward loop that leads to bad habits. If you like the taste of chocolate cake, you might have a slice not just when you're hungry, but also when you're stressed. You might also binge watch YouTube videos when you're bored and scroll through social media when you're stuck on a work project. Dopamine affects our motivation, memory, and cravings. It plays an important role in learning. You can avoid the trigger that boosts the dopamine, like turn off your email or phone alerts. You also need to know how to handle the trigger itself. This is where mindfulness comes in. It combines the old brain and the new brain. Dr. Brewer recommends we step out of the reactive pattern and just be present with whatever comes up. Make space to feel the body sensations and emotions that come up when you have a craving. Don't get caught up in it by trying to push it away or fix it. Stay curious and let go. Stay aware of the present moment, the experience with curiosity. Stay open to the thoughts, feelings, and sensations that arise. Instead of saying I'm bored or anxious or angry or sad, just experience the emotion. What does it feel like in your body when you're bored, anxious, angry, or sad? When you tap into reward-based learning through mindfulness, you help your brain see the lack of reward in harmful habits. That is how bad they really feel. If you stay curious, you will also see the real rewards of helpful habits. You'll discover smoking cigarettes or excessive drinking is not actually that pleasant. That perhaps meditation, taking a walk, or talking with a friend is more calming. The key is to pay attention to your habits and what you can learn while you're in the habit loop. In 2005, psychologist Jordan Littman named two flavors of curiosity, I-curiosity and D-curiosity. The I-curiosity is interest, the pleasant state from being hungry for knowledge. The D-curiosity is deprivation, the unpleasant state from having a gap in information. We either have a joyful interest in learning something or restlessness from not knowing. Eye curiosity is broader. It's a sense of wonder. It's a desire to explore. De-curiosity is specific. It's to fill a void. It's the need to reduce anxiety. Dr. Burr notes that mindfulness is a powerful and effective way to break bad habits. This means you stay aware of the experience with curiosity. You notice thoughts, emotions, feelings, and sensations without judgment. With awareness and curiosity, you recognize the habit loop while it's happening. While you're on autopilot, you can ask, why am I doing this? What triggered the behavior? What reward am I getting? Do I want to keep doing this? Curiosity is what draws you into newsfeed scrolls and endless internet searches. We have a natural drive for information and we don't like being uncertain. Curiosity is also a reward on its own. It allows the new brain to make rational decisions. Curiosity helps you to grow and change. If you know how your brain gets curious, you can use it to speed up learning, break bad habits, and create a healthier life. Habits are repeated behavior in a specific context. The behavior is tied to the context whether it's the timing, the space, the environment, who you're with, and what you're doing. 
As a productivity coach, I help clients and others create good habits and untangle bad ones. Now Jane has a McDonald's drive through habit. She goes to the grocery store once a week with her kids. On their way home, she picks up fries, nuggets, and burgers for the family lunch. They otherwise follow a healthy meal plan on all other days. The McDonald's habit started one day on a whim when she didn't plan well and was feeling hungry. It was convenient to pick up food at the drive-thru. The youngest child loved the fries and the nuggets. The rest of the family enjoyed the meal too. And then they would pass the McDonald's after every grocery run. The kids came to expect her to stop at the drive-thru each time. The family overall liked the consistency and taste of the food. The cues, the circumstances, the context were all there to make this into a habit. To drop this habit, Jane could go to the grocery store at a different time, perhaps after they have had a healthy meal. She could leave her kids with their dad or another caregiver to reduce the pressure from them of stopping at the drive-thru. The point is to change the context. Or she could get curious of the habit loop. What triggered the behavior? Does she want to keep getting this food? There are four laws of behavior change, James Clear writes in Atomic Habits. If you want to build a habit, you make it 1. Visible, 2. Attractive, 3. Easy, 4. Satisfying. Visible means the cue is obvious. If you want to keep listening to a podcast, you subscribe to it. If you want to listen to audiobooks more, you put the app on your home screen. Attractive is compelling to do. Environment design shapes your behavior. Family, friends, neighbors, culture, societal norms play a role in your behavior. Sometimes the desire to belong is stronger than the desire to change. So find a group or create a group that supports the new behavior. Easy is convenient, frictionless, and requires little effort. In episode 2, I talked about the starter step and scaling back when you want to build a new habit. Satisfying means there is an immediate reward. You enjoy the thing or you get an emotionally positive signal. If you want to stop a habit, you invert the laws. You make it 1. Invisible, 2. Unattractive, 3. Difficult, 4. Unsatisfying. Invisible means less obvious. You unsubscribe from the newsletter. You take social media off your home screen. Once a bad habit is formed, it's hard to forget. So remove the cue or reduce your exposure to the cue that triggers the behavior. Avoid temptations instead of rely on willpower and self-control. Unattractive is not appealing to do. You reframe your mindset and associate the bad habit with negative feeling or outcome. If you want to stop a behavior, you prime your environment. You find or create a group or tribe who will help you highlight the benefits of avoiding it. Difficult means you add friction. You add steps to make it hard to do the behavior. If you want to cut down on eating ice cream, you put it in the back of your freezer or just don't keep it in your home. If you want to watch less TV, unplug it and hide the remote control and take the batteries out of it. Unsatisfying involves an immediate cost or consequence. Have an accountability partner to check in with you and keep you on track. Commit to donating to a cause you don't like if you keep putting off an important project. Habits are key to making big changes. James Clear says an atomic habit is a tiny fundamental unit in a larger system. It's a source of immense power. And the small actions layered on top of each other add up to create big results. 
When inverted, the four laws of behavior change help to prevent bad habits. One factor that drives addiction is intermittent reinforcement. When the reward is not given on a regular schedule or is random, the dopamine neurons fire up more. This is why social media feeds and emails can be addictive. When you check, sometimes the information is exciting and sometimes it's not. Another factor is immediate availability. When we're on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Amazon, we can fill a need or desire with a click of a button. Dr. Brewer notes that rewards-based learning in our old brain, plus intermittent reinforcement and immediate availability in modern day, are a formula for bad habits and everyday addictions. We often complain that we don't have enough time to do the things that matter, but in most cases, time is not really the problem. The issue is not being clear on what's most important and what's the priority. You might check your emails and text messages when you planned to work on a project. You keep your notifications on. You consume instead of create. If you leave your phone in another room, remove the distracting apps, and turn off the notifications, you will focus better. You need to block the interruptions and distractions. Once you get rid of the pings and dings, it's easier to focus on one thing and get in the zone. Yes, you can get the apps back on the home screen. You can go to the next room for your phone. But these extra steps create friction, and the short delay can help you stop the bad habit. You might think you have to replace the habit with another to break it, but this is really a last resort. You can stop the behavior if you stay mindful. Get curious and invert the four laws of behavior change, as Dr. Brewer says. Learn how your mind works, so you can work with it. And as James Clear says, you do not rise to the level of your goals; you fall to the level of your systems. If you like the Incrementalist podcast, please hit the share and subscribe buttons, and leave a five-star review or comments on Apple Podcasts or other app. Thank you for being here. Join me again on the next episode.